If you take yourself out of the equation for just a moment, it's not about how you feel and your fear and your nerves or am I good enough or this is stupid or any of those things. It's if what I know can help one other person, is it worth it? When we come outside of ourselves in community, in collaboration, in our friendships, in our sisterhoods, yeah, it's scary. It's vulnerable. But at the same time, we need each other. And if you can remember that, it makes you feel a little more brave to put yourself out there. Mama! Let's reimagine mom life together. Mama Has Goals is your hub for relatable support and helpful resources that help you fuel yourself alongside motherhood. Your identity is bigger than mom. And whatever your goals are, together, we're making them a reality. Something I didn't receive very naturally on my goal journey was the more woo or connecting with myself, the intuition, the mindset. It came less easily to me than understanding a marketing strategy or a business strategy. But what I've come to learn is you really need both. And you've heard me talk about this before, but it's still a learning journey for me. And that's why I bring in people that are experts in it and can help facilitate and guide the process for me and you. And so whether you're looking to start a business or you're looking to just hit your next goal, find some more time for you, whatever that is, you have to focus on those little things inside of you. And pulling those out, knowing how to connect with yourself, how to heal different parts of you. There's a term, you know, big T trauma, little T trauma. Healing can be similar. We may need to just heal how we're feeling today in this moment. We may need to heal bigger things too. But knowing that, having someone to facilitate things for you, support you, guide you to whatever it is that you need to hit that next level of yourself, that's really important. And our guest today, Teresa, is a mama, military wife, absolutely amazing person. And her background is in the beauty industry with hair and waxing. And she's now shifted into providing also Reiki services and energy work and working on intuition and retreats with other women. She's someone that I've absolutely loved meeting on this journey. And I love how she breaks down energy work and Reiki in a way that just makes sense to me. For someone that, like I said, doesn't just jump all in when it comes to things like this, I need someone to help hold my hand and bring me through it. And Teresa is such a great resource for that. So I'm super excited to have her as our energy and Reiki and support through your intuition for our Mama's Business Blueprint. And we're going to break down what all that means right now in this episode. So listen in. Teresa, I'm so excited to have you here today. There is such an opportunity for these women to be able to explore all these different facets of themselves through all the pro resources. And what I'm most excited about them having the opportunity with you specifically is it's this other side that was really foreign to me. When I got started in my business, I was like, okay, what's the business plan? I'm going to get started. I'm going to have this marketing strategy. But what I've come to learn and so many others know now as well is there's this whole other piece of becoming you alongside the business owner and the person you want to become when you're accomplishing your goals. And sometimes there's these blocks that we like can't figure out. We're like, why am I feeling this? What is going on? And people like you that do intuitive work and energy work can help you figure that out. But for someone like me, that was so new. It's so foreign. So can you give us like a umbrella overview of energy work, Reiki, intuition, healing, all of the things? 
Oh my gosh, Kelsey, thank you so much for having me here today. And absolutely, it's interesting how I even fell into energy work and healing. I never used to imagine myself as a healer or an energy worker. I was introduced to Reiki when I was pretty young, actually. And my very first experience with any kind of energy worker, metaphysical anything, was actually astrology at a psychic fair, random. Like it was something that we were just doing for fun, went to a psychic fair and walked in the door and they're like, look around and whoever you feel called or drawn to, go sit at their booth. I ended up in an astrologer's chair and she really like reverse engineered all of my numbers based off of my birthday, where I was born, what time I was born. And that really opened me up to this whole other world of really, this is supposed to be my personality based off these numbers. But it was so fitting. It was actually so realistic and so close to who I was at such a young young age that I was like, okay, now I'm intrigued. Life happens. Don't really think anything into it. And then further off into the future, I had an ear candling session. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't done it though. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm so congested. I just need some relief. And so I went in for this ear candling session and she was like, do you mind if I do some Reiki on you? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Sure, go ahead. And afterwards, I just felt lighter. There was no significant change to my body. Obviously, some of the congestion had cleared from the ear candling, but I just felt like a complete, I was like, something shifted, something changed. I have no idea what it was. And this is when I was in college trying to figure out my life, just like all over the place, not in a very good place, questioning every move I made and just really lacking the self-confidence and stuff. And I just remember feeling that shift and being like, I don't know what Reiki is. I don't know what she did to me, but it like really feels good. And so that was my first real experience of it. And then I was like, oh, well, if anybody ever offers Reiki, I want to do it. And so because it it opened up this shift that it was like, of course, you want more of this emote, like this feeling, this energy, whatever it was. And fast forward to, gosh, it's been easily 20 years since that whole incident that I just shared with you happened. I had been working as a stylist and working with people every day. And it's like constantly having people ask me opinions on their life. And it's like hairdressers are people's therapists. Yeah. And... I love my work. I love helping people and I love everything that comes with that experience. But I was really feeling like something more was there for me. And it was almost like I got really into the how else can I help people? And I went on my own personal development journey and in personal development opened up this other metaphysical world again for me. And in that process, I discovered Reiki again. And it was just this open invitation at that point because I had already been introduced to it. So I felt there's a reason I'm being reintroduced to it this this much later in my life. And last year, actually, I was in Tulum at a retreat and they were doing Reiki and breathwork combined. And I immediately fell into just like a meditative state during the breathwork. And I tend to be somebody that kind of resists breath work a little bit. Like, I don't like when people are like, breathe this way. And I'm like, no, I'm going to breathe out of my nose. And so I like dropped into this meditative state. And all of a sudden, I remember like this woman put her hands on my hips. And I just immediately felt like shooting gold through my entire body. 
And I was like, what in the heck is going on? And it immediately snapped me back to the present and in the the room. But my meditation at that time was like, you're a healer. You're meant to heal people. You're to spread the light. And then all of a sudden, I have gold shooting through my body. And I'm like, there's the light. Yeah. I'm like, this is the wooest thing I've ever experienced ever. Because you're like, what is going on? Your brain does weird things. It feels like almost like a dream. But it just completely shifted everything. And I had already signed up for Reiki 1 and 2 the following month. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And I started doing Reiki. And what I realized is Reiki, he is the source energy. So we all have energy flowing through our bodies, through life, through everything in matter. That's our universe. So it's setting an intention and having energy channel through you with an intention, share with someone else and to help heal. And healing doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to fix a broken bone. It can literally be just like, it's time for you to relax and give yourself a moment to breathe, to heal. And I think there's a lot of misconception of like, oh, she's not a healer. You know, I was really apprehensive about that word even before because it seems a little extra. (laughs) Like, what am I healing? But as a mom and as someone that has had a, a business and just been go, go, go for so many years, sitting still and laying in peace and quiet with music or in silence and experiencing Reiki and giving yourself just a few minutes to really relax into the energy, there's something to be said about that, that we just don't do for ourselves enough. And I don't have to be the facilitator to provide Reiki. You can give yourself Reiki. You can heal yourself. You can give yourself that time of just like getting quiet and realize it's healing powers on your own, really, because it's something that we all have. And I love that you bring it back to this normalcy of you don't have to be having a session with the witch doctor, right? Like you can sit and have these feelings and these shifts and these changes by having time. But there's something to be said about someone facilitating you through a process because I don't know about you. We have similar energies and like kind of the intensity of our personalities and what that looks like and that kind of less feminine energy at times. And I remember the first time I sat down for even just yoga, like not even a meditation, but just like a yoga class. And I was like, I have stuff to do. I don't have time for this. I got to go hit my to-do list. And I've evolved a lot since then. But (laughs) looking back at the time, I can also totally resonate with that version of Kelsey because it is so hard sometimes to sit. And before we push record, we were talking about when you're not allowing yourself to be present in these moments you also can be pushing off the transformation because you can be sitting there and you can say, is this even working? What am I doing? This is a waste of time. You're thinking through dinner, all the things that you need to be doing. And that is so much me in so many days and areas. But when I'm in that state, I know I'm not allowing myself what's the other side of whatever it is I'm doing, whether it's Reiki, breath work, or just like you said, sitting and having some time to be present with myself. How do you help someone that's in that state if they wanted to try and have some time for themselves today and they just can't get their brain there? What is a way that they could help guide themselves there? One thing, as funny as this is, because I said earlier, I resist breath work sometimes. But one of the things is really focusing on taking deep breaths in and out. 
Because when you're thinking about taking a breath and breathing and just being very intentional and holding it up at the top, letting it go, and you do that three to six times, it almost helps to recalibrate your body and bring you back, again, that present moment and centered so you're not able to actually think about other things because you're focused on your breath. So that is number one. I will also say that there's so many times, especially for people that have never experienced Reiki, that first in-person experience is very much, okay, my eyes are closed. I'm laying on this bed and there's people touching me or this woman is touching me and I have no idea what's going on. So you are thinking about all of these things. So a lot of times it takes a few minutes and be like, you know, just allow yourself to have the racing mind temporarily and just try to bring it back and, okay, can I relax more into this moment? And if I can, how? What does that look like? Is that relaxing my shoulders? Is that taking a deep breath? Is that wiggling my toes just right to, so I'm comfortable on the bed? Some people will fall asleep, but a lot of times it puts you in that meditative state once you feel like you can trust the person around you. Yeah. And I think that what's really wild is that you can do Reiki virtually. Yeah. And you don't even actually have... I could send you Reiki energy just by... You calling me up on the phone and being like, hey, can you send me Reiki? Because it's the intention and it's, I know what you look like. I don't need a photo or anything like that. Like I literally just send the energy to you. And as long as your soul and your body is open to it, you'll receive. And it will naturally go wherever it's meant to. Let's break down the virtual session because I have friends that have done Reiki sessions virtually. And they've talked about how impactful it is and that they used to only do in-person sessions. And then they were like, wow. And it was like really during COVID because they weren't going and doing these things in person. So they shifted and they were like, wow, I am getting the same transformation that I got before. And I didn't even have to leave my home. And I felt even more safe because I'm in my space. So let's talk through what that would look like. Because obviously, the women that join this program, you're going to have the opportunity to meet with them virtually. And whether that's more of a conversation about what they want to do, or it's a session, it'll be your guys's call. But what would that look like? What do you like, wear a robe, you wear comfy clothes. What are the, how do you show up? What happens? Do you lay down? What are you actually doing? It's funny. You d- There's no rules. Truly, there's yeah. no rules. But what I always like to say is if you want to put comfy clothes on, if you want to be in your sweats and your jammies and you want, you can either lay on the couch. I have clients that will literally set the Zoom up right with their bed so I can just see their whole body. Because what I'm doing is like in Reiki specifically, I'm balancing, rebalancing your chakras. So we have these meridian points through the center of our body. And it's like trying to rebalance everything, move the energy, anything that's stagnant. So it actually can be let go. So you're not holding tight onto any of this stagnant energy. So a lot of people will, they'll lay down on their bed in their comfy clothes. Sometimes it's right after a workout. Maybe they're a little bit more tired. Sometimes it's the end of the day. The evening sessions are so fun because everyone's already like, okay, I'm so ready to go to bed. The day has been long. And then they give themselves that half an hour, 45 minutes to just lay there and receive. So what we end up doing is I turn on some music. I guide in an invocation, which is just really like a welcome prayer or even statement, an intention. And I really guide you through setting your own intention for this the session. And again, that's something to just bring your attention back to if you start getting yeah. that monkey brain. And then you lay there and you just receive. Reiki is about receiving. 
which I want to actually accentuate that just a little bit more because as busy women who are constantly doing things, it's like we're giving, giving, giving. How often are we receiving? And I think that receiving is also sometimes why you're laying there even on a virtual session and you're like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? And it's hard for you to unplug because it's uncomfortable to receive. So I always like to talk to people about that first too. Like, how do you feel about receiving? Does it feel comfortable? Are you able to just like, okay, I'm ready. I actually love, a lot of people talk about how it's hard for women and mothers to receive, but I've never really broken it down to the state where you were almost saying like, you know, I'm typically the responsible one. And I think that's a really important part of that conversation because so many times women are like, you need to receive more. You need to ask for help. But so often it's not that we don't want to or that you don't want to. It's that you are so used to being the one in charge, the responsible one. So I think it's giving yourself permission that somebody else has got you in that moment. And it's not about you wanting to even be controlling or not ask for help or not be receiving. But if that's what you've been performing as for so long, you're doing something completely out of the norm in the difference. So having someone like you guide that experience to say, hey, look, I've got you. It's going to be okay," is so important because otherwise, like, how are you supposed to make that shift? It's like really allowing your practitioner to hold that space for you. It can be uncomfortable, but it also can be like, oh my gosh, give me more. A lot of times too, people are like, are you psychic? No. Mm. What is Reiki? What is it actually doing? And it, for Reiki specifically, it is, it's just the intention of moving energy in order to heal or to recover a block. If you have an energy yeah. block, sometimes it's okay, it's in your root and your solar plexus, you're feeling insecure or not grounded. There could be something in your childhood that created that. And it's consistently something that you revert back to because it's what you know from childhood. Yeah. And so the Reiki energy and the intention is to really just allow you to let go of that and move it through your body to process it so you can move on and not feel insecure, not feel like you're not grounded. When people say, go out and get grounded, put your feet in the grass. There's something about the energy of our world and how that calibrates us and recalibrates. It's like, even if I don't all of a sudden feel necessarily safe, something is shifting within my body just from putting my feet in the ground. Yeah. I think that's a super fun conversation when you get that science that meets the woo, because those that are like really science-backed can be like, what is this? But the world is literally built on energy. Like when you go and you bring in the real science part of it, you're like, oh, there's this overlap here. So I think that's really cool and fun. Now, for women that are going to accomplish their goals, we were just talking about the blocks and there are blocks. Every time you hit a new level, you typically unpack something new about yourself, whether it's something super exciting that you're like, hey, here's a new skill set that I didn't realize I had that now I'm going to utilize. Or you hit this kind of blocking of whether it's imposter syndrome or guilt especially for those moms of being like, okay, how am I going to do this? Or what would that look like? Or you start questioning like your desire of things. And is it something you should be pursuing because you have a beautiful life in other ways? And there's all these different blocks and there are different ways that they can look. And I'm really excited for women to have the opportunity to work through those with you. But for someone that's like, already out of block. Like they're not even ready to jump on the call with you or they're not even sure what that next step could look like for them today. How are some ways that they could ground themselves or talk them through taking one step today 
in an uncomfortable or pushing manner to be able to allow themselves to achieve or accomplish or pursue more. From the perspective of energy, I would say that there's some things to be said about actually writing down your intention and what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Because when we write something, especially when you write it in pencil, going back to the science-y thing, uh, there's something about the vibration of the lead in the pencil to the paper that connects with our brain in a certain way. And I think wow. that part of the intention setting and just understanding, okay, where am I? Do these people know that they're blocked? If they are uncomfortable in just making a call or making a decision for themselves, it's okay, well, what could this potentially mean for me? How could this change my life for the better? What are the focal points of the benefits of reaching out for help or assistance or to be unblocked? I think there's a lot more. I have so many more questions about that block, but I think writing it down and what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to accomplish? Do you know what's blocking you? What are you feeling? Because yeah. I think understanding the feelings and being more mindful is huge. And I think ultimately, a lot of times when I'm done with a Reiki session, they're like, okay, well, what do I do now? It is so dependent on the person because sometimes they will have visions. They will have understanding. Sometimes they won't. My very first Reiki session, I didn't know what just happened. I was like, I just feel better and that's all that matters. So it's also one of those things that you don't know unless you try. And I think that for all of us, that's the one thing. What can you try? And maybe it's just writing it down and trying to figure out, okay, what is my next, my one small step to do today? I love that. The intention is so important in so many things in life. Honestly, it just brings up to me, even as a parent, if I'm having a conversation with my kids, what is my intention of what I'm trying to teach them? What is my intention of our day today? As we're recording this, it's a Sunday. What is our intention of the day and spending the time together? So I think that is so important. All right. We are going to run out of time, but I have a couple more things I want to ask you. So you had this big shift in how you were already successful in a business. And you loved how you were working with your clients, but you knew you just wanted to do more. How have you guided yourself to allow yourself to at first be both? You didn't necessarily just close one down immediately. You were like, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be both and I'm going to combine them. And then to shift and say, okay, this is the new version of where this season of life is going and how I'm going to move myself forward. How did you give yourself the gentle push to allow yourself to do that with your life? Lucky for me in my situation, because I have been in the industry. So I remember when I first started doing hair, every time I had to do hair color or cut, I would get all of this anxiety, right? So I call it like we build this confidence muscle. The more haircuts you do, it's like all of a sudden, three months in, something clicks and you just know how to even hold the hair different because it's muscle memory that you're building every single day. I predominantly now do waxing body hair removal. And so what I started doing is taking my existing clientele and offering Reiki services either as an add-on or a separate service or however they wanted. And I put it, just put it in my newsletter and started offering it because I had to build my confidence muscle. Am I comfortable doing this? How does this feel? And I did, I did it as a complimentary service for a certain amount of hours. Really, it was like 50 hours because that's what would also help me get into my master program. And I knew I wanted to teach Reiki. So that was important to me. So I just started offering it. And it was more of doing it and trusting that whatever was meant to come of it was going to. 
without an expectation from me or also not try. I never want to give my clients an unrealistic expectation either. And because it's so unique to the person, you can't say, oh, this is how it's going to change your life. You don't know. It might change your life. It's up to you. So anyway, what I ended up doing is I just started offering it. And then it was the feedback that I got that built my confidence muscle. And that's where it was like, okay, this is something I'm really supposed to do. This is making a difference. This is helping people. And that was really all I needed to make sure for my own ethical standpoint that this was something I wanted to keep doing. And it just continues to open up new opportunities, new understandings, compassion and empathy for people and what they're going through. And in today's world, that's a vast variety of things. Yeah. And how cool that you were like, okay, I'm going to make this part of this and to then see the difference that you're making. I absolutely love that. Now, your son's a little bit older, at least than mine, and you've also been a military spouse. So you guys have moved, you've transferred your business from different cities. And I can imagine that's been difficult. You've had to figure out new clientele and new things. What are you excited about in this season that makes this business different that you could be able to like relocate wherever you needed to go? And also, what has that journey just helped you really take on like discomfort because you're used to being like, I don't know, I don't know where we're going or what we're going to do. What are some kind of things that you've learned along the way to step into things that don't have a very clear vision on the other side of it? My words lately have been trust and surrender because every time that we've had to move, we look forward to it. We're excited, but we also have no idea what we're getting into. We don't know the area. We have no friends. It's really rebuilding everything. And we like it in the sense of it's reestablishing a new norm for our family every time. There's something that that we're living or experiencing in life that we build this into our routine in one location. When we go to a new location, we always try to really reflect on, which now has made it to where we reflect on it even sooner to make ships faster. We don't have to wait to move to make a change. But that was something we learned from moving. Rebuilding my clientele has been a very interesting situation. Going from like being less confident, I've always been outgoing in a social way, but just as far as my self-confidence and selling myself, like sharing my gifts, whether that was doing hair or waxing or sharing Reiki. You never know who you're talking to, what their experience is. So it's like you feel like a little uncomfortable at the beginning. Now it's just like, well, I have this available for you. If you're interested, I'd love to work with you. And just putting yourself out there becomes a lot less scary because it's like there's going to be people that are for you and there's people that are not. Mm -hmm. And being really okay with that and just knowing that the people that are for you, trusting that you're going to attract that. But also don't get so in your head that you're not putting yourself out there. I think that's the number one thing. I've rebuilt my clientele about five times now. And every time I guess it gets a little bit easier because of what I just said. You just get used to putting yourself out there. But the aspect of how am I going to have all the resources to make this work? What am I going to do in the interim while I'm building? Like those feelings and those anxieties and those fears are very normal and they're going to come up. Um, So it's like you just have to trust and you have to be ambitious about your goals. Go for it. Do it anyway. Allow yourself to be told no so that way you're closer to the yes, right? And building relationships along the way is huge too because there's people that you'll become friends with, you'll talk to, they have their hairdressers or they have whatever service it is that you offer. And then all of a sudden, three, six months, even nine months down the line, they reach out to you like, hey, 
So this happened, this situation happened, and I'm looking for someone. Can I come see you? Yeah. And it's so never take a no as a no forever. Sometimes it's just a no, not right now. Yeah, I love that. And just like you're moving around and having to build clientele, other stylists may have to move around and people change, their needs change, their shifts, their services, all the things. So I absolutely love that. Now, I just have loved your energy since the moment that we met. It makes sense now that you're in energy work. And you are just so inspiring to me how you go after your dreams and goals while being such a present bomb and also being there to balance your family. And you have so many plates spinning in your life. If you were to just pour some love into that woman that has something on her heart, but just can't see how she could pursue it along everything else that she has going on, what would you tell her? Oh, gosh, I would tell her this is wild because I want to also go back to the other question that you had as far as like how this shift for me is different than what I've done before, because now I can offer Reiki virtually and I can move with it. And I think that's something like when you figure out that there's something that you have a gift in, for me, for the longest time, it was like, I just do hair. That's not really a gift. That's just like something I do. But it was like, what is the experience like when I do hair? What does that feel like in that in- interaction? And I think that regardless of whatever your gift is, it's like you have that gift on your heart for a reason. And so it does benefit someone else. It brings knowledge yeah. to someone else. And I think that If in that moment of just pouring love into someone else as a mama or as a woman that somebody else can benefit from something that you have, why wouldn't you want to share it? If you take yourself out of the equation for just a moment, it's not about how you feel and your fear and your nerves or am I good enough or this is stupid or any of those things. It's if what I know can help one other person, is it worth it? When we come outside of ourselves, in community, in collaboration, in our friendships, in our sisterhoods. Yeah, it's scary. It's vulnerable. But at the same time, we need each other. And if you can remember that, it makes you feel a little more brave to put yourself out there. That's something that building Mama Has Goals, I've thought so much about is you're right. You do want to just focus on how can I benefit one person? If I could share this with one person, Am I going to be so grateful that I impacted that person? And it always ends up being more than one, always, but at least (laughs) starting there and also just doing it for yourself, right? And allowing yourself to feel that, but pulling yourself out of the equation on those moments that it's you're not enough, not that you shouldn't be, but we have those moments, right? Right. And pushing through. So I absolutely love that. I am so excited for the women that join us in the Mama's Business Blueprint to be able to connect with you and learn with you, whether it's to ask you questions about your life and your journey and your business or to have a session with you. This is just so amazing. So thank you for being here. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate our time together. I love what you're doing. I love that you're helping impact mamas everywhere. I think we all need a little bit more of the Kelsey love. Thank you. Thank you. That is a wrap for today's episode, but we are far from done delivering value to you. I want to introduce you to Mama's Business Blueprint. This is built to empower you, your business, and your family. It's a 12-week live group coaching program tailor-made with the busy mom in mind coming from a busy mom to help restore balance in your life. I'm so excited to help you bring your business idea to life without sacrificing that precious time with your family and that time for yourself. 
It's a comprehensive journey with pre-recorded modules, monthly live Q&A and coaching, and exclusive access to incredible experts and resources from the Mama Has Goals pro resource community so that you can get that essential one-to-one support that you need. So mark your calendars and make sure you sign up using the subscribe link in the show notes so that you can stay up to date on all the offerings and all the drops. We will start sharing this program on Tuesday, October 4th. We will open the cart and it will close the following week. I cannot wait to see what this brings you and watch you excel with the Mama's Business Blueprint.